fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 hi. It is Saturday, July 2nd, 2011, episode 79 of The Hotbox. My name is Matt, and that's it. I got uh, some outside assistance for the show this evening. Ian is out of town uh, for his birthday. He got some concert tickets given to him. Uh, so he's in Wyoming. But I, I put out a little, a little crowdsourced uh, message. I was like, hey, who wants to host a cannabis podcast with me tonight? Got lots of great responses. The first of those is uh, Rose from Cannab Analysis. We heard from her on uh, the the Helena specials that we record. Did a bunch of interviews with people there. Uh, Rose, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good tonight. Awesome, awesome. Uh, lots of lots of just flip flopping happening in the news. First, uh, we have the memo that says as long as you're within state laws of, with medical marijuana, we'll leave you alone and. Now we hear that we're probably not going to get left alone. Uh, what what have you been been seeing on your front there? Well, it, uh, the memo sounds like it's a promise that you won't be left alone. That that's what the memo sounds like to me. A threat, perhaps. Uh, uh, a promise. <laughs> you we, know, I, I don't know who they're who they're going to focus on first, but uh, I, it definitely sounds like they're 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 uh, clearing out. Any excuses that people might have for misconstruing their former memo. Right, right. And that's, I mean, everyone kind of said that, that you shouldn't really, you know, go out and invest or build a business based on a memo. If the president was really serious about it, he simply would have rescheduled it. He would, there were, there were many things he could have done to really back up the memo, you know. And yeah, the the rescheduling is definitely key, and uh, I don't know. I just saw Tommy Chong was saying that he feels that the the president can do that with an executive order. At least I don't, I don't know if that's true, but that that sounds like a good idea to me. You would, now you would think. I mean, we're in 2011. We've evolved quite a bit since you know we were first crawling around on rocks and huddling in caves, drawing pictures of cows and buffalo and stuff. You think that uh, a president would see? how progressive that would make him. Now, I don't know because of his background if maybe that's just too much progression for one uh, presidential term or what, but you would that's history-making, isn't it? I, I agree. I, I think that our, our society has evolved tremendously in that manner. So far. But it seems as though that politics has devolved quite a bit in the last... 10 years. It's gone from a mud-slinging game to a a poo-slinging game, perhaps? It's it's just primitive. It's it's a real primitive fighting and uh, and, uh, divisiveness. Uh, The the key is to divide the people in the country instead of having a... um, Instead of uniting us, and that's in, that's that's interesting you say that because if you kind of look at the things that they've chosen to allow us to imbibe, they are things that kind of divide us. I mean, you have it's the 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 age old you know thing about you have a pot smoker and someone who's drinking alcohol, and you step on both of their shoes. Which one is going to start the fight and you know further divide the humans basically and. 
they've kind of been allowing all of these things for us that they're like, oh, it's fine, it's good, you'll get chicks, and everyone will love you, and it's kind of, it does the opposite, you know, you, I've lost friends because of it, I'm sure everyone listening to this knows someone that's, you know, been negatively affected by alcohol consumption, and pot, not so much. Uh, one would one would think. I uh, I don't I don't know how it's how it's evolving that way. So you're uh, you have to do uh, your you play your part here with the MTCIA as well as running cannabinalysis. Uh, what what's going on with that front? We're not just sitting down and taking this. We're we're actually doing something about it as much as we can. With MTCIA. Yeah. Um, well, the MTCIA is, uh, they just finished, or we just finished our, our week at trial, um, I guess two weeks ago. We just got our decision from the judge, or would say a partial decision from the judge on, on Thursday. Um, and that, that decision, that ruling where he said um, that, I guess, about five parts of the law of SB 423, he's going to throw out and call them unconstitutional. Um, the so parts the judge, about making sorry, money. The, the judge threw out uh, the the three patient limit for caregivers. Right. He threw out the twenty five patient limit for doctors. Right. He threw out the no money, uh, no compensation. I don't part. think they liked that we were all saying, "Well, we'll just go into the pharmacies and we should get our medicine for free." Then, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of confusion with the pharmacy. The pharmacy and the liquor store come up a lot, and I'm not really sure that either of them are are proper comparisons at all. Right, right. Um, and then additionally, what else was there? Is it interesting that they'll they don't want to be too hypocritical, where they're like, you know, well, we better let them make some money because you know we're making all of this money. But like, it, it's it's interesting to me where and how they figure out where the line is for their hypocrisy. Like, what's too far, you know? Oh, apparently, there was there was no limit to the legislative session. No, uh, that was a... Oh, there, my goodness. That was unlimited hypocrisy. That was appalling. <laughs> and these are decisions that are affecting all of us. Like, I mean, you can do that to yourselves in your home, however you want to raise your kids and your wife, however. But right. these are this is affecting all of us, and it's not based on any kind of rational thought or anything, and that just blows my mind. Yeah, and, and Milburn and, oh, uh, and Esmond, Esmond both oh. commented of on, course the, they uh, did. on the judge's ruling, uh, referring to him as though he were an activist judge and using his own personal uh, feelings on the, on the matter instead of uh, making a, a constitutional judgment, which was... A blatantly plain constitutional judgment. Yeah. I don't think it was remotely, uh, you know, biased in any way. So, it, it, sorry, if it would have went the other way, what would their comments have been? Oh, that's not an activist judge for you know the negative side at all. That they would have been right. quite thrilled right. about it. That would have they would have just you know confirmed that they had all done a really good job and they did what the voters wanted. And, yeah, and that, right. That's what that would have meant. Yeah, Be- because they yeah. know what we voted for, right? We don't. But yeah, clearly. apparently they they are very sure that they spent pretty much the entire legislative session. And I look forward to seeing this part on video when the next. Uh, uh, election season comes out, but they spent a good portion of the legislative session reminding us about how stupid they think the voters are. Right. And, and, and how they didn't know what they were voting for, and they were fooled, and they didn't get the whole transcript, and 
blah, 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 blah. And, and uh, I, I think that definitely when 2012 rolls around, we need to remind the voters oh, they're how gonna stupid see. that those people thought they were. Oh, yeah. They're going to they're gonna have a huge wake-up call, I hope. You know, I know we're getting a lot of people registered. I got registered so I can specifically not allow them to have their jobs back, you know, on a personal level. Yeah. I can sleep Absolutely. a little better at night. And I think that's echoed throughout the whole, you know, surely throughout Facebook. I mean, I know Facebook kind of keeps you in your little silos, your little filter bubbles, I think was the buzzword last month that people were sure. using for that. So the bubbles that Essman and uh, Milburn are in are all like, oh, you'll get them next time, buddy. It's not your fault. These people are just stupid. They don't know what they want. But in my bubble, which consists of, you know, a couple thousand people, everyone is just appalled at their actions, how the whole session went down, what they said, what their wives said. Like, wow, Mm -hmm. guys. Amazing. Yeah. As though there were no conflict of interest that Carrie Smith's wife testified at every hearing against anything that had to do with cannabis. And then he writes the amendment that completely rewrites SB 423 into some horrendous draconian bill yeah funny how that works that apparently is not a conflict of interest yeah and and now again who decides what's the conflict and what's not surely not the people because i'm just a lowly slave massa i don't know better i can't tie my shoe <laughs> I, I I find it sad that we can only vote for things and not against things when right. the ballot comes out. <laughs> it's like on Facebook. I'm kind of bummed that I can't dislike posts. I can like them all day, but I cannot dislike them. Right. You can only ignore them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that just goes to further the whole filter bubble. <laughs> like you you're go. not interacting with this person, you must not care what they say. Yeah. So uh, next week, we actually uh, we're having a fundraiser here in Kalispell. Actually, it's in Columbia Falls at the Bandit. Uh, you want? Do you know anything about that, or should I tell uh, everyone? I, I go ahead. Okay. Uh, basically, it's a Battle of the Band style uh, fundraiser. We're all gonna get together, hang out at the Bandit, which ironically is a bar, but that's okay. That's all right. All industries hand in hand, working together. <laughs> Our industry will be holding their stumbling hand, whatever. But um, the bands that win that, I think they said, now don't quote me on this, but there's going to be three that will then go on to play some other uh, cannabis expo that's happening further uh, on in the summer. So uh, it's there's a great lineup. You can look on Facebook. If you search for MTCIA, you can go to the website, mtcia.org, uh, hotboxpodcast.com slash forums, and on the site for hotboxpodcast.com, I'll put some info. Uh, I'm going to be doing some stuff there, a little uh, cannabis hip-hop, a little um, I'll be hosting and kind of keeping the show moving forward, I suppose, and should be a good time. So that's going to be Saturday the 9th at the Bandit up in Columbia Falls. So definitely, if you're local or in the area, come out and support what's going on. Uh, maybe we'll get Jimmy One to call in later on the show since I know he's uh, he's kind of heading up that whole thing, so he can talk about it. Now, uh, as far as... Do you want to talk about the, the petition stuff first and then kind of get into the cannabis analysis and what your what your plans are? Or? Would love to. Okay. Um, well, first I wanted to say the winners of the, ballot of the, of the Battle of the Bands... Uh, I believe get to play at the Ryan Creek Meadows Canifest Destiny That's what it, event. Yes. Thank you. Uh, it's Marijuana Aid 2011. It's going to be July 23rd at Ryan Creek Meadows, which is um, basically a field that's about 23 miles or 20 about 25 miles east of Missoula on I-90. Um, before 
uh, Rock Creek exit. And uh, that's going to be all day, all night. There's going to be um, there's going to be beer vendors. There's going to be food vendors. You can buy VIP tickets where you get your own table and your own your own uh, service and everything there. Wow. Your own parking. That's nice. Uh, there's overnight camping and, and all sorts of stuff. So uh, the Battle of Bands winners get to play there, and the the headliner is Greta Gaines. She's a cannabis activist, a pro snowboarder, and a musician. Nice. I'm kind of so if if you guys like my songs, don't vote for me because I'll actually be out of town. Uh, my other show, the Jam Hole, the <laughs> the comedy one, we're going to Milwaukee, uh, July 23rd through the 25th or the 21st through 25th. So we'll be gone, but we'll be with you guys in heart. And uh, I did also want to mention the Bandit thing, the Battle of the Bands. We'll be streaming that live so you guys can watch it if you want to see uh, what the the local talents like and the turnout and all that stuff. We'll be broadcasting right here on hotboxpodcast.com slash live and I bet that awesome. I bet that won't make the paper much like the uh, the parade did make the paper they're like the first parade in Montana that's going to be streamed live on the internet like oh really because uh, <laughs> we've been streaming events live on the internet for like three years now but that's fine no it's okay newspaper don't don't worry don't fact check it's a, it's a different demographic the people who throw parades yeah right <laughs> definitely <laughs> So, all right, well, that's cool. That That's good exposure, definitely, uh, for the local bands. You know, get their name out there, get associated with this industry. I think this industry trade group is the one that's going to really push us forward. You know, we've gotten rid of the, like you were talking about, the dividedness of uh, all the little industry groups that were forming when this whole thing started, uh, right. the, the MMGA and everyone. So uh, I'm glad to see that everyone kind of set their, their competitiveness and their... Uh, their differences, their egos. Their egos. <laughs> that is their egos. Thank you, bro. It wasn't actually a difference of opinion. Of right. Kind. It was just. Yeah. It was, I think they all went in their own group. <laughs> <laughs> we all agree, pot's good, and we all have good pots. So, yeah. how about you uh, take your ego, set it on the ground, and uh, we'll pick it up on your way out. That's right. Great. Awesome. So, uh, I heard there was going to be some training materials going around, perhaps that are going to ensure that everyone that is out there collecting signatures for this petition, which I'll let you explain here in a sec, uh, that the signatures are coming from registered voters. Mm -hmm. That is very important because, like we said in uh, the last episode last Saturday, um, this is one shot. We have one chance to do this, and it has to be done right. Absolutely. The the petition ahead of us is, is quite a challenge. Um, we have we've been preparing for the last you know month or six weeks. We've been gathering uh, volunteers. I have a, a tremendous list of volunteers available all over the state right now, ready to jump in. Um, they've just been waiting, chomping at the bit. Ready Isn't to go. that amazing? You just it's, you put it out there, and wow. It, it has been pretty amazing. I mean, I've well over a thousand people that are uh, ready to help. And, and those uh, are yeah, those are just the people that are going to help. Let alone right. the amount of right. people that are going to sign that petition. That, that's absolutely. Awesome. Um, we just got the petition approved last Tuesday night. I believe it was like five o'clock and at at night. I don't know what it is with this five o'clock release date that the government seems to have, but uh, everything gets released at five o'clock. Um, it's beer thirty here, here, here. I, I guess it's beer thirty. <laughs> Um, now, I didn't understand that. When you say the language was approved, what exactly – so someone has to draft the petition and then we submit that and they say, yes, you can have people sign that or no, you cannot? Or how does that work? 
Um, it's it's more of a massaging of the language so that everyone agrees that it's clear and the choices are clear and uh, it's not written in a biased way or it's not written it's 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 not that they can deny the petition it just needs to be put through the proper channels it's not it's not the same as a petition where everyone signs it and says i agree with this you know right think okay pot should be legal it's not it's not the same this is going to be um this is going to go on the ballot in 2012 so before it can be put out as a petition the actual language that's going to be on the ballot in 2012 needs to be approved to go on the petition. I see. So it's more than a petition. It's kind of like a like a like a bill almost because it is. It is. We're basically a, it's a it's a bill that's going to or it's a it's a ballot that ballot question that's a ballot ask, measure. Do or? you agree? Do you agree with what the legislators did last session or do you not? You know, do you do you approve of what they passed or do you not approve with what they passed? Now, did they add language in there that says if you do not agree with what they passed, do you agree that they should all be fired? That is a separate petition. OK, OK, well, we'll keep an eye out for that. <laughs> We're coming. trying to keep these focused right now. Right, right. One thing at a time. Baby. One steps. thing at a time. Um, so the language is approved on Tuesday, and we finally got copies of it on Wednesday, and then we're kind of passing it amongst the board members and, uh, and other people. We're trying to figure out how to uh, finish up the training module that we're making. Uh, petition gathering, signature gathering in the state of Montana has become quite a bit more complicated in the last four or five years, and that's mostly due to um, to challenges to the legitimacy of um, of petitions that were gathered. And so there are a lot of rules and there are a lot of pitfalls now where uh, anyone, and Lord knows we've we've seen our opponents, and they are ruthless. Correct. Um, ruthless. Yeah, they yeah. have no problem and, and are, you know, practically a constitutional right or obligation to challenge our our petition when we get enough signatures. They're a succubus. So we can assume that as soon as we get enough uh, um, validated signatures, they are immediately going to file a lawsuit to have the, that challenge. You're going to sue everyone that signed it? Like, really? No, they're not going to sue everybody who signed it, but they're going right. to sue the validity of what of our signatures. They were going to say that our, um, you know, our our tactics were poor or we uh, we we were not clear with people when they were signing something or right. We had, we had (laughs) carbon copy paper that said, do you agree or disagree with child pornography? And then we took those signatures and we slapped it on our pot bill. Ha. Right. Right. We actually have to, um, we actually, yeah. I mean, the petition is actually at the top of every single piece of paper. There's actually only room for 10 signatures on every piece of paper for the petition. That's handy. because, Because the whole thing has to be, printed on there we have a copy of the bill with every petition so anyone can read it anytime they want right um there's just there's a number of rules so i know that everyone's chomping at the bit and everyone was ready to sign a petition wednesday morning oh yeah but yeah exactly but uh the finishing up the training has been very uh kind of complicated and now um we're starting to deal with some professionals that are going to help us um who have done this sort of thing before and uh that's going to help streamline our progress. And this is this is all very necessary just because of what we're dealing with because we know how these people are going to respond because they're so readable 
that we're preparing and we're staying two steps ahead of them so that we turn this in and then they challenge the signatures. We're like, pal, we veto your challenge. What's up now, suckas? And then they say, well, uh, 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 and then we say, go home and go to bed because you're done. That's right. Uh, we have a That's question. Right. Uh, question in the chat. Justin Fan Burgundy says, "Rose, what about the veto referendum to block the law with signatures? Is it too strict? And we don't think we can get the required signatures." Um, well, we need we need um, we need one amount of signatures. We need five percent of uh, fifty-one of the districts of the qualified voters in fifty-one of the districts to put the to put the question on the ballot. Right. Uh, so that that I don't think is going to be a problem at all. Uh, what we're aiming for is 15% of the qualified voters in 51 of the 100 districts. Um, we're aiming for 15% because if we get 15%, then we can stop implementation of the law upon getting that 15%. Right. And that's what we want to do because the law, as we know it now, is, is extremely draconian and very difficult to – uh, to work with, uh, and now that I mean, while while the good thing is that the judge, you know, took out the most horrendous parts of it, it is not in the judge's um, power to add things back into the bill. Right. So basically, to fix the holes. Right. So he can just keep removing things until you're left with a blank piece of paper with Milburn and Essman's signature on it. Basically. Right. He can do that. But right. That, uh, that's not what he did. So now, we were kind of hoping that was what he would do, but he really only removed parts of the bill. And now we're kind of left with, you know, we're trying to figure out how that applies to what's left of the bill. Is it easier to get this petition going around to challenge the the bill with that judge's ruling taking out some things? Or would it have been better if we had the whole thing to go on and then we could have said, well, this is clearly unconstitutional, even though there's parts in there I'm sure that still are. Would it have been easier to just attack the whole thing instead of this Swiss cheese version of it? Well, uh, that, I was thinking about that earlier today until it was clarified for me that what the judge has done is really only filed a temporary injunction against those parts of the bill. He has not permanently removed those. We still actually have to go to court and sue to get to to have a trial to prove that what parts and what what parts are and what parts aren't constitutional. Um, and that's going to happen probably in the fall. So we aren't actually – he didn't actually permanently remove those parts of the bill. They're still there. He's just stopping those parts from being enacted. I see. If, so we still have that whole bill. Right. And if we lose our – you know, if we, if we don't get these signatures, then – if we do get these signatures, then we can, we can cancel our trial, our lawsuit. But if we don't get these signatures, we're going to be relying completely on the lawsuit, and we're going to have to – uh, finance, you know, uh, our lawyer through through the next trial. So those that what happened on Thursday is truly only temporary, and they're figuring out probably in the next two or three weeks how temporary that's going to be. I see. Now, my whole thing, I, I've always kind of wondered, what's to stop them from doing this again? We voted on something already in '04, and we enacted it. Everything was fine. 
if we get this on the ballot in 2012, and we've spent a lot of money, a lot of time that we won't get back, a lot of resources, what's to say that they're not going to do this whole thing again I- I- next time? Well, I, I think that there's actually a separate ballot initiative going out now uh, from another group completely unrelated to us uh, that is actually uh, addressing that. Okay. Um, So we're thinking uh, of everything, it seems, then. uh, We're thinking of everything. Uh, We're focusing – we are focusing on this petition right now because this affects 30,000 people in Montana uh, that that we feel very – dearly about right and, and even we more need to address it as soon as possible right and even more so the whole issue of states rights and you're taking away something the voters put in which as ian put it really well that affects everybody in montana if you vote Absolutely. that affects you right because way to way to disenfranchise the youth vote yeah, because <laughs> this override anything they do. Exactly. This time it's pot. Next time maybe it's your guns. Next time who knows what it could be. Right. Like where right. does Apparently, you know? Apparently it looks like next time it's your land. Yeah, re- yeah, right. An eminent domain. That's that's wow. And well, I found it interesting. You remember when all the raids first happened, the very first set of raids. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you know, the charges, money laundering and federal drug manufacture, whatever. That's the same exact template charge that the feds came out when they said, you know what, your state laws don't mean anything, and if you are caught doing this, those are the charges you're going to get charged with, which makes me think that those people were not doing anything wrong in the first place. No, I don't think they were. There's absolutely been no attempts at any kind of of state charges on those people, and I think that the press does a really poor time, poor job of defining uh, the fact that what those charges, what those people were charged with. Right. And that drug trafficking is selling medicine to your patients. Right. And that money laundering is taking that money and putting it in the bank. And, and paying your bills using with that TV, it. Yeah, you pay your employees and your rent and your taxes. Right, because I remember when that first happened, no one knew what the charges were. And then it slowly came out, here's what it was. And there was a little buzz. Well, maybe they were doing something wrong. Were they? Oh, my God, I don't know. And I remember talking to the news lady uh, at the first protest that was here in Kalispell, and I know uh, hotboxpodcast.com slash YouTube, we have uh, a whole little documentary about that, but that's what she said. She's like, well, what if it comes out and they're charged with something and, you know, that's that's what's happening? And I think they did that to kind of stir up a little more dividedness within the, the groups, trying to say, well, these guys are money laundering. These guys are manufacturing illegal drugs. It's like, well, really? Yeah. Because they- under their state law, they're not. They're not. They're not. They were following state law as, as far as we know. And the, the charges that are being laid against them are simply following state law. What exactly. They were doing. Which, if, they, if the federal government can just do that, why do we have state law anyway? Then what's the point? You know, why do we waste money on all of our state and local officials when it doesn't matter what happens anyway? Absolutely. So this is this is definitely a good cause, and we really appreciate all the hard work. I know uh, you guys are all volunteering your time, as we do here with this, and it's I I want to say it's going to pay off. I have a really good feeling about it, but I also know the dark, ugly face of politics, and anything can happen. You know, anything can happen. We have we have momentum. We've got to keep going all summer long. I know everybody's chomping at the bit to get started, and we yep. and we will very shortly. Um, 
in the next in the next seven days. And I know you guys have been hearing that for a few days. Now, right, tomorrow. Next seven days will be It'll be, be going. tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, but we have to, you know, we have to still be going in in August, and we have to still be going in September. We have to keep yep. going to collect all those all those signatures. Well, hopefully, with Facebook, with all the social networking, all the transparency that that's provided with podcasts like this, people can come. To people that aren't going to feed them a biased line of, well, they were dealing drugs and federally it's illegal. Like, if you want to hear that crap, go read The Inner Lake, go read The Beacon. But if you really want to <laughs> hear what's happening from the people that it's happening to, you listen to yeah. podcasts, you read on, on these social networks, you get your news in real time. And that's, that's how we do it. And it has you to know, be I, done. I, I heard something the other day also from uh, somebody who does a lot of political activism, and they said, not necessarily related to this, but just in general, and they were saying that they feel that the feds were perhaps trying to defund our our revolution, so to speak, yeah. by, by uh, arresting the most successful members of our community. Yeah. In uh, back in March, when they were when they raided everybody, and that they took the largest people and they who had the most, who were had the most income and the most the most money to spend on this movement, the most to gain. Right. And they took them out, and they took all their money, and they took everything they had. Well, that's war strategy, right? How do you how do you absolutely have victory? You cut off food supply lines. You hit them in finances. What what's the first thing we do when we go after terrorists? We freeze their assets. True. So if you they have took no their assets money. and they sow seeds of doubt amongst us. Yep. So we work against each other. Exactly. And we have to stop that from happening. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Rose. Uh, was there anything else that people need to know as of right now? Or are we just kind of just holding on? Just holding on. I think we need to reach outside of our circles right. and, uh, and move outside the cannabis community. That's We're going to need you know, way more people than we have. Uh, as far as patients and, and friends and family um, and to get the number of signatures that we need. Yep. So we just, we're going to be working it all summer long and uh, just try and keep in touch. If you haven't signed up at mtcia.org slash referendum, there's a place to sign up to get, uh, to get emails and to be um, listed on the list of volunteers so we can contact you at a moment's notice to help us out. Uh, across the state, anywhere that you live in the state, we need you. That's right. And your action, those alerts you guys have been sending out have been, I mean, super helpful. I'm at work all day, you know, uh, five days a week, nine to five, and I don't have time to really all day read and keep up with this stuff. So I, I get that on my phone. And I'm like, ooh, petition update, 61911. Ooh, you know, welcome new members. Ooh, here's here's exactly what's going on, and that that's really helpful. So And it's changing hourly. It really is. Oh, for I, sure. We're, we're just exhausted, but the truth is that the this ride is not stopping. And, and it's, it keeps going. It's great that we have these tools to be able to reach, you know, 50,000 people with the click of a button. You know, I can make a post that says, hey, I'm going to do a show. Who wants to come do it with me? And bam, we have a exactly. whole, you know, here we are doing it, so. It is it is amazing the amount of communication we can we can accomplish right now. I know, not bad for a bunch of potheads, huh, bro? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, cannab analysis. What what do you uh, what are your plans with that? What do you have going on in the lab? Well, I'm I'm kind of seeing how the law shakes out right now. Um, I've done a, I've been spending the last month helping a lot of caregivers do a lot of processing of uh, trim and making edibles for people. Um, to kind of stock up for this, uh, what we didn't know whether it was going to be a dry spell or not. Right, right. Um, so I'm still figuring out if I fit in 
to the law as it is. Um, currently, I can't actually make any infused products uh, because, it, in, according to the new law, I need to grow cannabis to do that. Oh, right. Yeah, and, isn't uh, this the uh, the tax stamp all over again? That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, it's definitely a catch-22. You yeah. can't do one without the other. Exactly. And, uh, I've, there's no place I can get cannabis uh legally, legally. <laughs> right. use products for people right. even from a for even from a from a patient because a patient can only have a provider right. or grow for themselves it's some so. children of the corn sounding stuff like the provider yes <laughs> he will come and provide like it it's kind of exactly. creepy it's it's uh, we're we're gonna fix this. I, I really I I know that we have a lot of good people, a lot of intelligent uh, people on our side. More so, like I'm glad this is the side I'm on because I listen to these other people talk, and I'm like, wow, how do you tie your shoes in the morning? Like this is Indeed. crazy. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, uh, what's your website? Cannabinalysis dot com. Com. Yeah. Awesome. Cannabinalysis dot com. Check out Doctor Rose work uh, and you're in missoula if you want to stop by and say hi if you're local there and i am that's great well thanks for the call rose i appreciate and we'll uh, keep up with everything that's going on uh at the mtcia.org site sounds good thanks a lot awesome bye-bye all right night matt all right rose habib from missoula cannab analysis all sorts of good stuff going on there hopefully i it it pains me so much that we have to spend all of this money and all of these resources to fight something that is common sense to a lot of people. Like, should I do this or not? Hmm. Let's see. Has it killed anyone? No. Okay. Has it hurt anyone? No. Okay. Well, common sense says that, sure, I'm, I'm going to do it. And, of course, not everyone should smoke pot if you're completely nuts in the mental uh, with certain things, then maybe you shouldn't smoke it. But that choice has to be up to the person. So, uh, moving on with the show, uh, Rachel from Ohio, you want to call in, and we'll discuss some of the more uh, some of the mental illnesses that cannabis actually is good for treating. I know there's there's a lot of stuff. While we're waiting for her to call in, I do want to talk about this real quick. So. The memo, this is kind of a timeline. This is from Montana Festo, amazing uh, can of propaganda. I love, I love this, uh, this writer here. Okay, Rachel? Yeah, hi. Hi. All right, let's, uh, I want to I go through this timeline real quick, and then we'll, we'll talk about the, uh, the mental stuff that you have for us to share. All right. So uh, this is Montana Festo. Like I said, uh, this is headline, The Obama Administration's Schizophrenic Marijuana Policy. Ogden, Haig, and Cole. And uh, they say, I don't think that should be a top priority of us rating people who are using medical marijuana. With all the things we've got to worry about, this is uh, Obama, and our Justice Department should be doing, that probably shouldn't be a high priority. That was from June 2nd, 07. It was a town hall meeting in Lasonia, New Hampshire. The next one, you know... It's really not a good use of Justice Department resources. That was uh, in response to whether the Fed is this amazing. In response to whether the federal government should stop medical marijuana raids. That is August 13th, 2007, Town Hall Meeting, Nashua, New Hampshire. Nearly a year after Obama was elected, his administration, with great fanfare, released the Ogden Memo. This memo, 
essentially informed U.S. attorneys that the U.S. government would not be focusing federal resources on the prosecution of individuals whose actions are in clear and unambiguous compliance with existing state laws providing for the medical use of marijuana. So that came out and everyone was like, hey, time to open a business. Why not? I can't. I got laid off. I got fired. I'm on unemployment. I might as well be making money instead of sucking government money away. Sure. Uh, As a result of this policy shift, the number of legal medical marijuana patients increased substantially in states allowing the use of medical marijuana. And I would love to point out again that even with all the increase in legal pot smoking, it wasn't cats and dogs living together mass hysteria. It was not. Everything was chill. Uh, On February 1st, 2011, U.S. Attorney Melinda Haig sent what is now known as the Haig Memo. She sent this to John Russo, Oakland City Attorney, in response to Russo's request of clarification on the federal stance of uh, medical cannabis. They say, we will enforce the CSA, that's the Controlled Substances Act, vigorously against individuals and organizations that participate in unlawful manufacturing and distribution activity involving marijuana, even if such activities are permitted under state law. Huh, that's kind of the complete opposite of uh, what was stated prior. Others who knowingly facilitate the actions of the licensees, including property owners, landlords, and financiers, should also know that their conduct violates federal law. Although hardly... Yeah? So, if you're... Okay. If you're caught growing in, let's say, your apartment... Sure. Your landlord would have to go to jail? Uh, If he willingly knew about it and allowed you to do it, yeah, I think so. That sucks. Just like if I stream a Netflix movie and you're here watching it, we're both going to jail. Felonies. (laughs) Ten times. God, that's amazing. Uh, So on Wednesday, for the second time in this year, the Obama administration released a memo on medical marijuana, uh, which they have a link there, and I will give y'all a link to this uh, in the chat, and I'll put a link to it at the show notes, hotboxpodcast.com, if you want to read that along. Uh, the memo purports to provide clarification of previous memos, yet seems more like a warning or a threat to anyone involved in any level of business. Can of business. The text of the memo seems to <laughs> acknowledge that state-sanctioned use of medical cannabis is all right, but good luck obtaining it. Of course, back to the marijuana tax stamp BS of nineteen what thirty-two or forty. It, it was way back when. Like we How haven't you put learned... can of business on a business card. I know, isn't that awesome? It's like <laughs> Warner Brother. <laughs> like that's what it reminds me of. Uh, so. This is basically the federal government waging war against those who grow it. Because, hey, if you don't grow it, then no one's going to be able to get it. It's a chicken and the egg, you know, unless we're doing test tube pot babies or something. Like, you, there it is. Uh, this clarification certainly clears things up. They say, Americans were accustomed to raids under the Bush administration, but Obama promised a different approach, which may kind of uh, played a little bit in getting him elected. Just saying. Uh, giving a very, very false sense of security to cannabis patients, or patients. In reality, Obama is on target to, uh, in four years, double the number of raids under eight years of the Bush administration. Wow. Not very good. 
I will check my fucking wall as soon as I'm uh, done reading this. Thank you. Or you can just tell me what it says. Uh, at least Bush's actions were consistent with his words. Some are speculating that U.S. Attorney Holder or rogue U.S. attorneys are acting without authorization, but launching raids is policy, and the number, scope, and focus of these violent raids suggests that they are orchestrated uh, from uh, the top. So, not not very good. Not not very good at all. Um, you're uh, you're in Ohio, right, Rachel? Yeah, and it's not legal to grow my uh my mom's boyfriend actually asked about that he has about 13 acres of land um so he actually uh asked about that but it's not legal and i know that anything under an ounce is a fine but anything over an ounce you go to jail really yep and that's that's like the whole even before uh, we had medical marijuana in '04. The whole thing was anyone who grew pot, anyone who sold pot knew if you're going to do it, you do 99 plants. If you want to do that much, anything over that, they're going to notice you. They don't like the untaxable income. Now, keep in mind this was black market only, not you know legitimate medical. They don't like that untaxed income that you're making, and apparently, if you have more than 100 plants, that gets their attention. And it kind of seemed like that's what happened here with the ones that got raided. If you know, it was the big ones. And I think Rose hit it on the head that you're you're hitting us where the finances are. Yeah, that's I. I it it's amazing with how you know we live in a capitalist country, and it's amazing that they can tax every tiny little thing. But when it comes to drugs. Why do they not realize how much money they could make from that? You think with with what they try to do with getting money out of everybody, they would maybe notice. But that would be an obvious, yeah. <laughs> I think I think it goes to the whole morals thing. I think it also has a lot to do with when you do something or have one point of view for so long. You look like a huge D-bag suddenly being like, um, you know, for the past 80 years, yeah, we were totally wrong. Like, that's, it's hard to, to, to go back on that much, you know, negative propaganda and all that. Yeah. It's hard to be like, oh, yeah, reefer madness? No, that was totally fiction. I mean, you guys didn't believe that. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, so the thing that they were pointing out in my wall here, it says it's a newspaper clipping from the Great Falls Tribune, and it's a sign that says, you honk, we drink. And now, <laughs> sure, and then we run out in front of a car and get killed. But anyway, I think that's funny that that's A-OK and makes the paper. But now, if I was here smoking bong rips for every person that came into the chat, I took a bong rip. Like, they wouldn't like that, even though... I don't have my card because they stole $150 from me. But anyway, I'm not bitter. It's fine. And I was I was reading a lot about um, growing and stuff. Uh, I, like I, I mentioned to you, I recently got a new computer and I started torrenting all of the old stuff that was on my other computer. Sure, legally, And I came yep. across a bunch of ebooks and stuff about um, like guerrilla warfare and just all sorts of other stuff like anarchy and and the cookbooks. <laughs> Huh? The cookbooks, of course. Yeah, but and one of the things I came across was a bunch of stuff about growing and cooking with marijuana. Um, I have a huge closet space that I could really work with a couple plants and um, with uh, and mixing with my bathroom because they're so far apart. I could easily 
um, easily grow plants and be able to separate the males from the females. Right. And one of the things the book that I was reading talking about, it's called The Grow Bible, um, uh, was about security and stuff, and that they still probably have... they. I don't know how big they're into it now, but they still have task forces set up in um, like water companies and electric companies to look for anything suspicious. Oh, of course. It's easier to do that from the inside than to fly a black helicopter over people's neighborhoods, you know? Yeah. Don't want to make it look like it's a police state. I mean, that would blow the whole thing out of the water. And also about uh, about gorilla growing, like growing outside, but yep. like hidden in front of completely yeah. hidden. Yep. And I have a feeling that if this goes bad, if this goes poorly, that's where it's going to go back to. It's going to be a lot of black market Canadian bud coming back in, profits going to these massive, you know, cartel members, if you want to call it that, rather than going to the local community. This money then, that we spend on pot, we're going to smoke regardless. We've already established that. We've smoked before 04. We'll smoke after 2012, regardless of what happens. <clears throat> Do you want the money going to Canada? Do you want the money not getting taxed, going to uh, cocaine, going to heroin, whatever else? People don't do that because it's a gateway drug. They do that because people that do heroin and cocaine also just so happen to smoke pot because everybody, for the majority, smokes pot. And when they figure out that everything is going to Canada, they're going to do what they did with Mexico and start just completely going crazy with the whole quote-unquote drug war. How's Mark Emery doing? There's nothing they can do. I'm sorry. No, go for it. (laughs) There's nothing they can do internationally. I mean, they they have people stationed at the borders and stuff, but they can't go into these other countries and say, hey, you guys need to take a crack at this stuff. Yeah. Don't so you know. com- the drug war is completely useless and pointless because everything is coming from out of country. Yep. And, I mean, furthermore, it's it's useless and pointless because you lied. You said there's no medical benefit. And look at what it's doing. It's helping people eat. It's helping people slow down, if not stop almost altogether, their tumor growths in these rare diseases. We have an endocannabinoid system for a reason. It's not just there so that we can like to smoke pot so that you can arrest us and make money in your prisons. Like, that's not why it's there, dudes. And another huge thing is the... Um, can you curse on here? Uh, we try not to just because okay. it's a, a family right. show, but if it's, <laughs> if it really drives the point home, then, then sure. <laughs> All right. But I'll we try to, to keep it, keep it classy. Men- mental health is a huge thing that I'm very passionate about, but it it's also. Do you want to the... maybe start off by giving a little background of why, why you're interested in this for a, from a mental health perspective? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, when I was. I've been struggling, surviving with mental health problems since uh, about middle school and younger. I have PTSD from an abusive father. Um, that started when I was around six or seven. Um, I don't have any flashbacks or anything, just really icky, gross symptoms. Um, I've also been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, um, which has mood swings and uh, like a lot of anxiety and all sorts of stuff. And this is from like um, actual doctors, like you've how you've been diagnosed and they've put you yes, on medication yes. for this and all. Yeah, I've been pretty much taking medication since I was, gosh, um, since you can remember, almost, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, because I've always had sleeping problems too, and um, and they also recently diagnosed me with adult ADHD. Oh, nice. Um, and I I was raised Mormon, and so a long, long time I, I stopped when I was about thirteen, but I still had all these hardcore morals about sex and drugs and drinking and stuff up until just a couple years ago, when I moved to Ohio. I was finally able to uh, get out and get on my own and realize that, hey, this stuff isn't all that bad. And I smoked my first joint actually here in um, this here in the condo where I live. I mean, before, the only time I smoked was with one of my friends when I was 15. She had got off the plane from Washington, but she still had her bowl with her, and she was so desperate to smoke that she just scraped the resin out. And back when you could bring a pipe on a plane <laughs> and be fine. <laughs> back in 2005. Right, right. Um, and so and, for all the, all the stuff you had, they had you on lots of different pills, right? Different medications... Yeah, and, and I understand that. I understand and accept that I'm going to need to be on medication pretty much for the rest of my life, that it is a thing in my brain. But now here's where the medical marijuana comes in. Um, with the borderline personality disorder, I, uh, I, have, I can have bad mood swings. Um, they, they originally thought I, was, I had bipolar disorder. So, you know, you have your super horrible depressions and you have your highs where you're just on the top of the, of the world. Right, right. And, and the higher the high, the lower the low. And... But with marijuana, I can, for one thing, it can help me sleep when I can't sleep. There, yeah. there will be times where I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm bad. I don't do everything I should. But there will be times where I skip my nighttime medication and do all-nighters because I feel like it or I have stuff to do. And when I smoke marijuana, it calms down that hypomania. I don't feel all twitchy and meth-heady and I can actually rest and it helps calm my body. It helps calm all of the... Um, one of the medications I take, Effexor, it has super horrible, crazy withdrawal symptoms that are just the worst. And when I smoke marijuana, it helps that. My body just feels so nice and relaxed and okay and I can function. And the amazing thing is, if you, a lot of these, I'm not going to say all of them, but a lot of these medications that you're probably taking or have been on, the longer you take them, the less they start to work and oh, yeah. the worse they are for your body. Now, yep. pot, we can smoke pot, and granted, the more you smoke it, you know, you're not going to get a stone, but you're going to still get the thera the therapeutic and the preventative effects from it, which is just as important, you know, as the person that has, you know, glaucoma or cancer stopping it. You know, if if we can smoke this every day and the worst side effect we're going to experience is hunger, like that's a-okay, you know, that can't be you haven't been able to replicate that even in the medication that you're trying to replicate the THC and stuff. You're not getting all the endocannabinoids. You're only getting a couple. And it's it's so great for anxiety too and PTSD. If if you don't mind, I'm gonna um, jump ahead to the Facebook post. Yeah. Because there is one that I saw having to do with PTSD. Yeah, and actually, um, before you go through that, we've had a couple veterans on the show talking about how it helps that and how they got a lot of their benefits taken away. They got kicked out of where they were living because they chose to smoke rather than you know their other modalities of of treatment. 
Yeah, it's 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 terrible. I mean, it's in one part, it's the pharmaceutical companies just sure. wanting to completely screw. I mean, I'm terrified of the time when I won't be able to afford my medication. Yeah, and I'm there <laughs> with some of the stuff. That's one of the huge, huge reasons there are so many homeless people. When you can't afford your medication, you go insane. How many homeless insane, vets? Yeah. You can't function. When you can't yep. function, you don't have a job, you have no money, you lose your housing, and then you you wind up on the street. Yep, and it's it's a shame that the veterans, the people that went and you know, got all crazy for our country that they're being treated like that, that, you know, those people should have pick of the mill of whatever they want. You know, like you went for this country that didn't even really treat you all that great. You know, I mean, compared to the Middle East and other places, sure. But as far as, you know, human standards that we should have, like you're not treating us that great. And then, then to give your life for that and, to be on the streets like that's that's appalling to me that that happens you know it's it shouldn't and we have the resources to make it not happen but it it does and and everyone's also oh support our troops support our troops but come back home and so many veteran facilities are just terrible they are yep. under incredibly poor conditions yep and they they don't see that they just ignore that with their superficial patriotism. That's right. If we out of sight, out of mind. Uh, what's the um, po- what's the post you you wanted to? I wasn't. This woman. She says I wasn't saying that there weren't legitimate reasons for people having them. Um, medical marijuana. I support the people who actually need the card. All I'm saying is that too many potheads who wanted to be able to smoke it legally ran to a doctor and had the card prescribed. I mean, come on. There are a lot of people that took advantage of this. I know tons of people who have had cancer or still have cancer or my military friends who have PTSD. I would way rather them smoke a bunch of pot than take pills or drink. Yeah. And that that was frustrating. You smoke medical marijuana to treat symptoms not to drown out your sorrows like you do with pills or alcohol right interesting the, huh the medical marijuana is to when they have flashbacks or something you smoke the medical marijuana they're able to calm down and deal with things and when you're able to calm down because mental health is maybe one part medication and the other part is uh, therapy and working on yourself. It's mental. When they're able yeah. to bring their head out of just this one track, horrible thing of going like back of the trauma, when they can calm down, they can start working on their coping skills again, but quicker. Right. And a lot of that is reliving the past traumas, right? So if you can, if you can he- help ease that, then yeah, that's, that's huge. And that's a huge medical property of, the cannabis and well i've i i'm proud of myself for uh my self-control and being able to um help myself with anxiety and stuff because i've been terrified to try medicines like xanax and stuff and ativan because i'm so terrified that i would get addicted right. and so many of those anti-anxiety medications are addictive yeah but the with benzo, marijuana yep. You have the same exact effect without getting tired. You can operate. You can drive and well, I, I think you can. Some drive of you can. Stuff, but, that's a yeah. But and it's not addictive. Yeah, you and that's huge. And not be afraid. And and you're not gonna become. Um, 
Well, like you said, you're not going to become so desensitized to it. Right, right. Like, I mean, do, you know, people that are on OxyContin for any amount of time, like pretty soon you're a zombie for one. The lights are out. You're just a walking shell at that point. It's wreaking hell on your body. And, you know, but it's, it. what else do you take, you know? But yeah. there, there's this other thing. And this plant, there's so many different kinds. We had some amazingly high CBD strains that did not get you high whatsoever, but they did amazing things for people that were having seizures. Like, this was crazy, and people didn't know about CBD before this whole, you know, medical takeoff of it. And it, it's, it's it, I don't want to say miracle cure, but, like, watching someone with MS be able to function and eat food like that is just crazy to see after they smoke some pot i'm just like wow like are you the yeah. same person it's it's crazy <laughs> yeah and um but but one of the struggles with what well, one of the reasons i'm a huge advocate not just with mental health and helping people understand i mean i'm very open about my mental health and explaining what happened because there's so much stigma behind it but it's going to be hard with the studies with mental health and marijuana because so many people can act differently when it comes to mental health, um, right. both in behavior and also chemically. Because with all these different disorders, uh, a lot of them are chemical imbalances, and there aren't enough studies on marijuana and these certain chemicals in the brain and, and like personality flaws and disorders and stuff. Cause a lot of it is, you know, with how you were raised and all sorts of other cultural and sociological factors. Yeah. And the, there, the problem is people weren't allowed to do the testing, you know, doctors and scientists like Rose, they weren't able to figure out what was what, because you had to jump through so many hoops to get yeah. the, the, uh, what's it called? The schedule one. Uh, okay. And if uh, we've plugged it before, but the book My Medicine by Irvin Rosenfeld, he has uh, the the rare disease where tumors grow on his uh, muscles and on his joints and stuff like that. And the pot made the tumor stop growing. And to read what him and his doctor had to go through to set up the protocols and to to get the the cannabis from the in the first place, like he could have died waiting for any one of those things to happen it's it's nuts you know and i'm yeah. glad that people are are able to test it now and we know that it's not just wow you know my dad who has severe back pain likes to smoke pot like there's a reason for it and um talking about like being able to cut down on medications i I hate Michael Moore, but one thing that stuck with me from uh, the one documentary he did about the healthcare system was he took a bunch of cancer patients down to Cuba and they got taken off so many of their medications. And one of the medications that treat seizures can also treat bipolar disorder. And there aren't like expensive or scary drug trials. You just, they just have to do the studies and say it's okay. Right. And the the hard thing is, I mean, you you know, the, with antidepressants and uh, the the more psychological medications, you don't see effects right away. You it's have so to, hard to, it's yeah. so hard to find the right one and the right combination. Exactly. I mean, after, let's see. 
Yeah, it, t- it could take nine years. Yeah. After about nine years, I've been. I finally found a good combination of medication. I mean, my mom, she's 53, and she's been taking um, psychiatric medication since I don't know the 80s, maybe, and just so she's become so desensitized to so many medications to the point where her depression became untreatable. Yeah, what's left at that point? What do you treat with? You know. They tried ECT, electroconvulsive therapy, which is absolutely terrifying. Oh, I bet. I, oh, God. That's electroshock, right? Yes, yeah. It, it's not as bad anymore because they actually use muscle relaxants and they knock you out and well, stuff. Well, and it's not for behavior. This is, her version of it is actually trying to get the synopsis uh, to fire properly. The, the behavior yeah. one is, we're going to shock the shit out of you until you stop being a dick, you know? Yeah, there, there's um, it's it's supposed to shock your brain back into normalcy. It's like when you're having um, when you need to use a defibrillator because your heart rate is right. Abnormal. Right, it's that jump start. And uh, Justin Fenn, Light Brown, says, oh, yeah, I counted drug ads during the nightly news. It was like one non-drug slash health-related ad per break. The other four to five were drug health-related. They have a pill for everything, and it's... It's, I mean, it does help. I I will give you that. It does help some people. I don't think it should be, I think everything's way overprescribed, definitely. People are addicted to a pill to answer every problem that they have. And that's problematic. I would love to be a a, a psychologist, um, but I couldn't deal with soccer moms coming in saying that, oh, their kid's hyperactive when their kid is just being a child and them saying, oh, I need anti-anxiety medications, I need anti-depression medications when they just can't handle all the stresses of their upper middle middle class life. It's, and that's one of the reasons that stigma is so built up. Well, yeah, like in... Just pill seekers. In the show Weeds, I know it's, it's fiction, obviously, but a lot of those soccer moms are just dope to hell on these antidepressants. And I don't know, maybe that's not your mom raising those kids, you know? That's... The and it's mo- one of that's the reasons zombie medications mom. are so expensive. The yeah. whole supply, supply and demand shouldn't yeah. apply to your health. Yeah, and that's that's a whole another issue for a whole yeah. different kind of a show. But we're kind of <laughs> at the end of the hour, so I, I want to get Heidi uh, and possibly Jimmy to call in and talk about this uh, this battle of the bands thing a little bit more. But thank you, definitely. And I I want to say I've never met you in person, but we've kind of been internet friends since '04 with Distorted yeah. View and stuff. You've come a long way. Like talking to you back then. And talking to you now, like, you've done well. <laughs> so keep up whatever it is that you're doing that's keeping your head straight because it's, it's working. Thank you. It means a lot. For sure. You've, you've, um, we, we go way back on, on the internet here with podcasts and stuff. It's kind of cool. <laughs> so if anyone, I'm completely open to talk about my mental health. Anyone has any questions, need any advocacy, um, I can type up my con- my contact information in the chat, and if you want to stick it on the show notes or something, sure. I am totally, totally open. And to you have uh, what? What's your Twitter? Uh, slash chickadee c h i k a d e. Okay, you guys can find her there. Twitter dot com slash chickadee. Uh, she's on Facebook. I'll let her uh, tell you what that is if she wants to friend uh, random strangers and humans. And it's on the slash chickadee o nine c h i k a d e e zero nine. 
There you go. And on the forums, hotboxpodcast.com slash forums, we have a message board there we share with uh, my other show, The the Jam Hole, and uh, we have everyone that gets up there and discusses. We have a section that has the the 55-page PDF about cannabis effects on society, on the economy, and on the crime rates, just for here in Montana, that uh, my new co-host Ian put together. Uh, There's all sorts of great information on there. Our friend Denton Ramsey, he's a Waco normal... Uh, advocate. He writes a ton of uh, articles and blog posts, and uh, we got a lot of those up in the forums and stuff. So, tons of information um, everywhere at your fingertips. All you got to do is type letters and hit enter. Thank you very much. And if anyone wants um, jam hole or hotbox stickers, just shoot me a message and I can mail you one. Yeah, I was going to mention that we're all out of hotbox stickers. So, Chickadee's got the last ones, or Rachel's. <laughs> She's got the last ones. So, uh, get a hold of her and she'll uh, get some to you. All right, thank you very much. All right, thanks, Rachel. All right, so uh, coming to the end of the show here, I appreciate all the awesome feedback. I hosted a show by myself. Look, guys, uh, the number, I actually, yeah, Heidi, you want to call in real quick, and we'll go through some more of these comments. Uh, this is more of a local thing. Uh, basically, Brian Schweitzer, he's the governor here in Montana, he, um, he made a, an interesting post. Heidi. Hey, Matt, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <coughs> good. So I don't have much of a voice, so bear with me. Oh, that's all right. And I this... got fireworks going off in the park. So. Oh, nice. This is Heidi from Montana Connect and many other internet ventures. You see her all over Facebook uh, posting the good stuff. Um, Brian Schweitzer's our governor. He posted, have a happy and safe 4th of July weekend. Now, this is right... I. I almost want to say he did that kind of tongue-in-cheek, like, ha-ha, there's going to be raids happening right after. Um, what What do you think about that? Well, I think he's trying to be the nice guy or whatever, but... Uh, like, hey, I vetoed repeal. I mean, come on, what more do you want? Yeah, exactly. And this um, is a testament of the the people on Facebook. This is a small subsection of people... The majority of these comments are pro-cannabis. Correct. And that that goes to show that... As a matter of fact, if people go and read through it, there's some very brilliant comments that were made on that wall today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Oh, please, Mr. Spineless, you do the same. Maybe his state stands up for its citizens. Talking about the, the first post, first day of decrim here in Connecticut. Uh, is Connecticut still with us, Heidi? You know, I haven't got to follow that. I just got back into state, so I was kind of out of touch on the news. Okay. And I need to follow up on that and go look. I'm going to guess that it's but not... I'm pretty sure that they are. They probably just got restricted. Cause it, se- it seemed like there be seemed to be a wave of repeal stuff going on across the nation or really tightening things up. And this thing that was really distressing to me is in all the legislation that I looked at or got to witness or have talked to people about, um, they're all trying to take out the evil caregiver, and the patient is the one left in the end w- with the bad results. Yeah, that's who's going to suffer. About safe access or patient safety to medication. All the regulation that just went on Colorado is all geared towards rope up them evil caregivers. There's nothing geared towards safety, mold, mildew. Um, Isn't that quality crazy? Medication, that kind of stuff. And now you don't. The Care Bears, they were they were good people, right? They were the bears that saved the day. 
how are caregivers evil? They're no more evil <laughs> than the pharmacists who is making well, money selling you. Because they're viewed as cartel members. How? There are friends That's a and family. Stereotype. There are friends and family. There's no cartel members. That's bullshit. Well, and they you know and it. I both know that, but the general public. Just today, we had a classic example in Lincoln. My own hometown parade made fun of patients. They came through downtown. There were people who had pots on their heads and tie dye shirts, smoking, were appearing like they were smoking with a just say no sign. Why? That to me, they're totally, uh, totally just insulting patients. I was horribly offended by that. What caused My them to do that? My daughter came home and said, Mom, you would have died. Bullshit. Stop it. Bullshit. Now I have a drunk in my face because oh, I have fun. alcoholics in this town, and that's exactly where we live. Well, they that happens. Smoking pot. All right. I, I don't want to air her... Uh, <laughs> her her alcoholic uh, friend there, but I'll, I'll read some of these uh, posts here and then we'll finish the show. We're over an hour. Uh, unless, Jimmy, if you want to call in and talk about the Battle of the Bands, uh, definitely feel free. Um, so, the first day of decrim here in Connecticut, smiley face. Uh, then the next comment, of course, is good luck. Hope the feds don't come and raid you. Because as we know, we heard word on the street, and I, I forgot, I should have got this out at the beginning of the show, Watch your back here in Montana because there are, we heard that there will be some raids happening again. So just I, I, be careful. You guys definitely be careful. Amham, what's going on, bud? Amham. Okay. Amham needs to figure out his microphone uh, stuff. All right, I'm just going to read a few of these. Uh, Jimmy, if you want to call in, tell us about the battle. If not, uh, we'll just wrap this up. So that's where the comment that, you know, good luck, hope the feds don't come and raid you. Luke answers, it's not legal. Anything under a half ounce is only a traffic ticket. So basically what they did in California, uh, the least of, you know, uh, caller, yes. Yes, hello, live on the hotbox, what's up? Man, it's Jimmy. How's it going? Oh, Jimmy, what's going on, bud? Not much. Just thought I'd call and talk about the Battle of the Bands a little bit. Excellent. Did you see these posts on uh, Schweitzer's Wall? No, I have not been on there and looked recently. Okay. It's just a lot of, you know, if if it weren't for all the stupid idiots getting their cards for a simple headache or being on probation or, you know, that kind of stuff, and then people being like, you're an idiot, and here's what's really going on, so... Let's, yeah, let's, you guys can read that. It's on Facebook. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, of course, and here one more time in the chat. On to more important things. I moved the day of our marathon show so that I can come and be fully participating in this Battle of the Bands thing and uh, stream it live, anything we want. So what's the deal? It's going to be a good time. It's going to be next Saturday at the Bandit in downtown Columbia Falls. We've got um, about 10 signed up so far. Uh, we're still going to bring out your I think family we're... and friends and spend your money while you're there. And not. Um, got some really good bands lined up. We've got House of Quist and New Faith, Godfrey and Whitman. Uh, Those guys are awesome. So it should be a good time. You know, come out and start to. You're, you're kind of breaking up on me. Uh, real quick, what is there a cover charge that's going to help the MTCIA? The only cover charge that's asked is donations. We just wanted to make it affordable and give people who can to 
come out. Okay, and what time does it start? It's this Saturday, July 9th. At 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, and it goes till bar closes? goes till 7.30. It will be family-friendly, you know, so bring out your, your family and have a good time, buy some drinks, have some fun. And then after 7.30, what happens? After 7.30, we rock on. Oh, word to that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, yeah, it's definitely going to be a good time. Like I said, I'll be helping out. I think uh, Ian wanted me to kind of keep the show moving, or if we need anything announced, he said I have a stage voice. I don't know what that means, but I can talk to people, sure. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, anything you guys need help with. We moved our marathon. We're doing a 24-hour marathon to raise money for the Milwaukee trip uh, on the 15th now. So we'll have that whole weekend free for the MTCIA gig. Cool. And then you guys, you and Rose were talking about it at the beginning of the show. Um, and I, from what I understand, the Battle of the Bands winners do not play at Ryan's Creek Meadows for Marijuana Aid. They will play at a three-day event for Labor Day at At where? You're cutting out a little. At, at Ryan's Creek Meadows and <clears throat> Labor okay. Day weekend. And whoever wins will open for a very well-knowing local band that I can't say yet because they're not confirmed booked yet. Okay. Well, cool, man. That sounds like a good time, definitely. So we look forward to that. I'm not going to be able to do the thing on the 23rd or whatever, so I told everyone don't vote for me if they like the songs or whatever. We're just going to do uh-huh. some hip-hop. But, yeah, we'll be in Milwaukee doing a live podcast thing there for uh, our East Coast listeners. But definitely... You know, the big thing- the big thing that we're really pushing is remember this is a fundraiser for the MTCIA first and a battle of the band second. Right, absolutely. So definitely if you guys have any uh, extra cash, they have a donate link. They have all the info. It's at mtcia.org. And if you got any left, hotboxpodcast.com. There you go. Sounds good. Cool, man. Well, thanks for the call, Jimmy. Thanks, man. All right. So I think... Uh, I think that's going to do it. Uh, Amham, I will give you one more try, and this will be it. Amham. Amham. Okay, that was terrible. All right, well, thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate uh, bearing with me as I host a show by myself. Uh, Like we said, next Saturday there won't be a show because we'll be at the Battle of the Bands raising money for the MTCIA. They need money. Like, lawyers, crazy expensive. More than $50,000 has gone into this, and that was raised in the first, like, week or two. Even with the raids happening, even with all that stuff, it, it's amazing that everyone pulled together to, you know, get that that happening. So, good luck, everyone. Stay safe. Please, please, please watch your back, because they are gunning for us. Now... They're going to target the more popular ones, of course, the ones with, I would say, more than 100 patients. So, I don't know. Take from that what you will. But definitely, you got to be careful because you are not helping us sitting in jail. And, I mean, we're there for you. We will help you as much as, as we possibly can. But uh, don't just, – just be careful. It's dangerous. They're, they're coming after, so – I don't want to be the paranoid pothead, but it, we've seen it. It's happening. They're cutting you off at the at the finances, the money thing. So that's that. Uh, I don't have any more time to sass you, though. Thank you, Amham. I gave you three tries. Uh, if this was baseball, you would be out. So 
Email info at hotboxpodcast.com, hotboxpodcast.com. That's the website for the show. Make sure you're subscribed in iTunes if you enjoy what we're doing. Write a review on iTunes. Donate some cash slash donate. Follow the Twitter, hotboxpodcast.com slash Twitter. Uh, there's a YouTube channel with a ton of great videos. We made little documentaries from protests and all sorts of stuff. Lots of good activist stuff. Uh, check out marijuanapodcast.com. We were on there. We were being broadcast on the normal network. I don't know if that's still happening, but hey, uh, that'll that'll be there. So uh, we'll be back Saturday at the uh, Battle of the Bands. We'll broadcast live from there. Should be a good time. And then uh, I think I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks. So that'll that'll be that. And I agree. I hate alcohol too. I don't drink. I don't date girls that drink anymore. It's just... There's nothing good that can come out of people getting drunk. You knock up people that you probably shouldn't have babies with. You cheat. You lie. You steal. You punch. It's just nothing Nothing good comes from drinking. Smoke a bowl. Relax. My name is Matt, and this is The Hot Box. So thank you, guys. And uh, we'll see you live at the Battle of the Bands Saturday, July 9th, 3 p.m. The Bandit up in Columbia Falls. So check it out. Info's on the forums. And... Uh, mtcia.org peace out guys if you like you like we where where you need to if you like we this is where you need to be